You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Julian David and Sarah Tetzlaff have become the first Kiwis to ever qualify for Olympic Games in speed climbing. It's a form of sport climbing where athletes compete for the fastest time to the top of a climbing wall. Now, both of these climbers uh, achieved the qualification at an Olympic Oceania qualifier in Melbourne last weekend. They now just need ratification from the New Zealand Olympic Committee. Sarah Tetzlaff is with us. Uh, Has it sunk in yet that you may be off to an Olympic Games as a speed climber? Yeah, thank you. Um, No, it hasn't sunk in yet. Um, I think today is actually the first day I sort of really get to just sit down and and kind of think about it. It's been a bit of a, a whirlwind since that competition. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm so stoked and, very excited and but yeah it's just there's a lot to process for sure how long have you been working towards the event last week that you won that that earned you you know the the qualification for paris next year hopefully um i've been aiming for that event since the start of last year um i guess my journey in general started about six years ago um when i moved to tauranga to train for the youth olympics and was put on that pathway way back then so uh, you made, but you made the conscious decision to move to to get on a pathway for the Olympics. Um, yeah, sorta. Um, I qualified for the Youth Olympics um, in 2017 um, back when I was living in Wellington, um, and I didn't have a coach then. And um, Rob gave me a call, and he said, "If you really want to give this thing a a good shot, you should move to Tauranga and come train with me." So. Yeah, the day after my last year 13 exam, I moved up to the mountain. Haven't really looked back. <laughs> so, how does the sport work? Uh, tell us about it. Is it as simple as just getting from the bottom to the top as quickly as you can? Yeah, if you yeah if you strip away everything else, that's the the main objective. Yeah, fastest to the top. Um, when you get into a final round, it's about beating your opponent. It's a, a knockout event, so you get you get through from the quarters to the semis to the finals through knockout racing. And it's a standardised wall, so all the all the the footholds uh, are the same in all competition. Is that how it works? Yeah. So all the handholds are the same shape. All the footholds are the same shape. Um, they've got the same grip on them. They're in the exact same positions um, with a maximum of a two millimetre tolerance on every hold. So the route is exactly the same no matter where you go in the world. Um, so you can expect. Yeah, what you train on is what you'll get in a competition. So theoretically, you could do it with your eyes closed. Um, I tried it. It doesn't work very well. But <laughs> theoretically, you could. <laughs> yeah. I guess you must get used to where they all are. So educators here, so do you have to use all of the holds or, or, or you don't have to touch each one like a, a skier coming down a giant slalom, for example? Can you just use the ones <laughs> that are most helpful to you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you just pick the line that works best for you. Like, for example, me and Julian do quite different things on the wall just because um, we have different strengths. Um, and I'm I'm taller than the average female in the field, so I do bigger movements compared to shorter, faster movements that other um, women would do. So you just have to figure out what works best for you with a bit of trial and error and then just commit to a line and practice it again and again and again and again. I saw your winning time, 8.54 seconds. There does not seem to be a lot of margin for error in the sport, Sarah. If you miss one hand or one foothold, are you pretty much done? Yeah, that's, if it's racing, that's pretty much it. It's very hard to recover. You can, um, 
you can lose half a second just with a tiny symbol or even a whole second and and that can just make or break a race um the the girl I was racing grace she um just had a very slight stumble right near the top there wasn't very much but she would have lost maybe 0.2 0.3 of a second on it and um that you know that could have been a difference between winning and losing for her so it's it's just that type what is your best time the the final run was my best time 854 wow amazing what a time to pull it out that's absolutely brilliant so when you're looking for improvements over you know obviously you know you're talking about small margins 0.2 0.3 of a second where do you place your focus when you're looking for improvements to try and shave those small margins off your time you're really looking for fluidity on the wall um if you if you're doing it right every move will add into the next move so eventually you're literally running up the wall there's no points where you lose momentum um so you're just looking to link your moves better and then once you've you've got that down then you can look at increasing your tempo so the way we train that is by doing something called overspeed where you'll have a a rope attached to you which is linked through a pulley at the top and then on the other end of a rope is a like a 10 kg weight so it takes 10 kgs off your body so then when you run up the wall you're a lot lighter than you would normally be so you can move a lot faster so then you get used to that that feeling of moving faster than you've ever gone before. So the way you went up the wall in these qualifiers, is that when and if the Olympics comes around, and we'll talk about that in a sec, will you go up the wall exactly the same way, is it, but just hopefully just a little bit quicker here and there? Um, I might, I'm looking at maybe changing something in the start. There's a, a slightly more direct movement that a lot of people do that is a bit faster than what I'm doing currently. So I'd really like to try that and see if I can get it to work. But at the same time, there's not a lot of, time until the Olympics I think it's only eight or nine months from now so that's you sort of have to weigh up your you have to gamble a little bit if something different is going to work and you can get it to consistently work again and again and if it's not then you just need to stick to what you're doing and get faster at that. How did you get into the sport? Um, I got into it when I was I think 11 or 12 um, through just doing some birthday parties and um, I just quit gymnastics and I really needed another sport to do and um, my brother was a, a climber before me, my younger brother, and um, I saw that he was just loving it so I got into some classes and gave it a go and it was just the most amazing experience. Everyone was very positive and loving and encouraging and people would cheer for you at comps that you'd never met before so I just it was very addictive to be in that space so yeah I just loved it from day one when you're standing at the bottom is it like a is it like a gun goes off or a, a starting thing do you I mean how what are the last sort of couple of seconds before you start like uh, do you get nervous <clears throat> excited how do you feel at the bottom of the wall um I, I think you just feel primed and ready to go um I do a whole lot of rituals at the bottom of the wall that allow me to get my energy level to the exact right point for myself so for me that's feeling relaxed but also tense at the same time but not so tense that I feel jittery because then that's when you start making mistakes on the wall so for me I found I'd need to be I need to find the right level of calm Um, and then for the start of the wall um, you'll get into position on the start pad 
and then they'll say ready and then there's three beeps and you have to go after the third beep but you can't you have to leave the ground at least 0.1 seconds after the third beep or it's a false start. So I mentioned at the start that you still have to meet the New Zealand Olympic Committee's top 16 selection policy. Uh, is that, does that feel to you just like a, a, a box tick, a rubber stamp? Do you feel as though you are going to go to Paris? Uh, no. Um, I think we've got a really good case, but um, they are very strict about that. So it sort of feels like you've got to hold off the celebration a little bit because there is still a hurdle there to get over. Um, yeah, we just need to prove that we're going to be competitive um, if we are going to go, which um, will be based on our trajectory of you know where we've come from in the last two years and how much time we've improved by. And um, the results look really good from what we've done um, and comparing it to the other people who are already qualified for the Olympics in our sport, um, it also looks quite good. Um, so I think we have a lot going for us, but there's, yeah, there's just a, it's going to take a long time, I think, for them to go, yep, you guys are, are we're going to send you. Right, so they haven't actually told you when that might be because I guess, you, as you say, it's not that far away. It, you know, it's going to be 2024 <laughs> before we know it. Um, you'd want to be yep. training, I'm sure. So are you just training at the moment as if you're going? Um, yeah, we'll approach it that way. Um, I think it's it's a better mindset to have than sort of waiting around in limbo going, oh, are we going to go, are we not? So, yeah, we'll just, um, we're having a break at the moment throughout December and we'll start again next year. Um, and when we do that, Paris will just be on the calendar as the pinnacle event, regardless of whether we get sent or not. Well, I hope you do. Hey, Sarah, great to chat. We're out of time, unfortunately. Sarah Tetzlaff, speed climber off to the Olympics, fingers crossed. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.